All right, we're back with another Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Uh, wanted to do a uh, basically a post-game pod for this Mavs game against the uh, Atlanta Hawks. Now, typically, I, you know, usually don't really do these till, uh, you know, like the day after so, but, uh, you know, this game was early enough that I thought, you know, why not? Let me, you know, put this to go ahead and come on and put this together. You know, the game's kind of fresh in my mind and, uh, you know, we'll talk about what happened. Um, so basically we'll start now. Um, the first thing that comes to mind, um, after seeing this game was it the team looked a lot like last year's team in that you know we were basically you know the whole idea wasn't going to be a live and die by the three team you know and even kid had said you know we're not going to rely on the three-point shot blah 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 but when the game started there were a lot of three-pointers taken they took a lot more than Atlanta did. They took 43 threes and only made 30% of them. And, you know, you can... Um, you can go out and, you know, sign shooters, but at the end of the day, if the shooters aren't making the shots, you're still not going to win because those guys don't have the ability to create a shot. Um, you know, another thing is that was very interesting is the rebounding. Your leading rebounder, of course, was Luca at 11. Now, Dorian Finney-Smith had eight. Uh, Porzingis had five. Uh, Kali Stein had six. You, you, your best rebounder can't be your point guard. That's just not... It's not a successful. I, I just don't think you. It's a successful recipe. I, I think you've got to have a big that has the ability to control the paint. Um, you know, Capella had thirteen rebounds. Um, you know, Collins had nine, and they were just outman. Powell had four. You know, Powell is your starting center, and he had four rebounds and four points. Now. When it comes to the shooting, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith just could not shoot. Kristaps Porzingis just could not shoot. Um, he still struggles to post up smaller guys. I, I think, you know, one thing I noticed is his release is really low. And not only does he pull the ball in so the smaller guys can reach and knock it out, but... His shot's so low that, you know, a guy like DeAndre Hunter can just jump and block it. Um, Hardaway was two for six on his threes. Luka was two for seven. Brunson was three for five. Not bad. Brown, one for five. Bullock, one for three. Maxie, one for four. You know, it was just, it was awful shooting. Um one thing I noticed they were trying to do that was very annoying, very Rick Carlisle-ish, I, I thought, was, you know, 
Trey Young was guarding Dorian Finney-Smith. So the idea was they were going to post him up. Well, Dorian Finney-Smith is very limited offensively. He really is. He is not good at putting the ball on the ground, and he's just not a post-up guy. And it, it, it is what it is. I, I know Mavs media people are, are paid to build these guys up, and we're told we're stupid, that we don't know what we're talking about. But Dorian Finney-Smith cannot post up. He is not a post up player. He has zero post up moves. And he can't put the ball on the ground because bad things happen. And another guy is Maxi Kleba. He can't put the ball on the ground. That is not his strength. And if you if you're going to run an offense where you only have jump shooters, and that's what Dallas is doing, then if those shots aren't going in, well, then you're just not going to win. And that's what it boiled down to. You know, I, I know they were giving the Hawks defense a lot of credit. And look, the Hawks are a better defensive team than Dallas. That was pretty obvious. But Dallas had a lot of open shots. There were a lot of open shots. And they were just bricked. And it got to the point where, you know, you can you can crowd the paint and just not allow Luca to come in and get layups because there is no threat of anybody beating you on the outside. Um, you know, one thing I know, like Dorian Finney-Smith got blocked a few times, um, and he wasn't shooting it. He wasn't making him outside. He wasn't making him inside. Um, you know, Bullock didn't play a lot of time. Neither did Brown. And they just, you know, they didn't shoot very well. Neither of them shot very well in the game. Um, Dwight Powell. I, I, you know, Dwight Powell is not a starting center. Uh, you know, I, I know this is another guy who is a beloved player by the Mavs media. And he's another guy who... You know, when a guy like me, who's you know not associated with the Mavs or anything like that, when I when I come out and I say Dwight Powell's not a very good player, I'm told I'm an idiot. I'm told I don't know what I'm talking about. I think I've even been blocked by someone on Mavs media because I said how bad Powell is, and I think they're trying to sell us on this that Powell is a good player. Well, Powell cannot rebound. That's never changed. It has never changed, and it never will. He's too old. You, you, you know, it, what is that saying? A leopard does, can't change its spots. Um, and Dwight Powell can't play defense. He was lost on those pick and rolls, and just watching that is just like it's painful to see. And. You know, I, I, I understand that a guy like Moses Brown is very raw. But unless you put somebody in there that actually has the ability to, you know, rebound and have any kind of chance in the paint, this is the season. You know, Dallas is lucky. They get Toronto and Houston for two their next two games. That's That's a good get. You know, that'll give them a chance to, you know, get some playing time together, maybe get some lineups working. 
because whatever lineups they had out there just were not working. Um, I, I wasn't too big on the Luca Brunson uh, minutes. Uh, you know, one thing. You know, I, I think I think I didn't like it because you know when Brunson was basically the ball handler and. And a lot of times when Brunson has the ball, he's not really looking to pass. You know, I've said it before in the past. You know, he he, he had three assists. You know, and, and you know he's not looking to get the ball to really anybody else. And if you put him out there with your best player and your best player is just standing there watching, then you're not really accomplishing anything. You know, if you're going to put him out there, you're going to put him out there with you know some of your other bench guys. You know, like Brown and Bullock and stuff like that. So, you know, I, it, it was a very frustrating game to watch because, I mean, it was just one jump shot after the next. You know, no paint, no points in the paint, man. I, I don't even know what the points in the paint stats are. I could look, but I, I'm not even going to bother. Um, Atlanta was able to control the paint because they had Capella and Collins. Um, Porzingis isn't a paint player. Um Dallas is probably at their best if Porzingis is the center. But Porzingis, they don't want to put Porzingis at the center. And, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. They, they've got to make some changes. And I, and I know people say you can't panic after game one. But, I mean, I thought they were exposed for who they really are, you know. And I, I'm... I'm kind of out on Willie Cauley-Stein. I just don't think Willie Cauley-Stein's that good of a player. Um, I would rather give Moses Brown run. And I know, like I said, I, a lot of people aren't as, as big as on Moses Brown as I am. I, I think Moses Brown obviously needs work. He's obviously a young player who came out of the draft too early, was very raw, probably should have stayed in college two more years, but he didn't. But... Willie Cauley-Stein is who he is. He's not a good rebounder. Again, he's not a good rebounder. He can't finish at the rim. Like, he is not good at all finishing at the rim. That's like, like I said, I, I think that he has, like, he's somehow had 65% shooting on dunks. And I, I just don't even know how you do that on purpose, you know, let alone accident. And, and I just... I, I would rather give Moses. I would rather start Moses Brown than anything they did tonight against a team like Atlanta. Now you're going to be up against Toronto next game. Toronto's not a good team. Toronto doesn't have the bigs that Atlanta does. So you know they're going to roll out there with the same lineup, and they'll probably have a good game. And you know, Mavs media will talk about how great Powell was. Well, Powell didn't have any competition the next couple games. Well. I will say against Houston, he's going to have to go up against Christian Wood. And I know he's just going to get exposed by Christian Wood. Now, Houston's not a very good team, so hopefully Dallas can win. But I think you're going to see how much better, you know, of, of how much better of a big that Houston has than Dallas. And it's just, it, it's one of those things where, you know, when, when the offseason came and, you know, we all wanted Dallas to get someone, someone who can help them, someone who can make play make. You know, I wanted DeMar DeRozan. You know, DeMar DeRozan can create his own shot. You know, that's that's what we wanted. And we were told, no, that's not what we need. We need shooters. 
Well, you got your shooters, and you still only shot 30% from three. Because that's just how it goes. Shots don't fall every night, you know, and you might shoot 60% against Toronto and win. That's great. But when it comes to a playoffs, you live and die by the three, and you get shot out of a game because, like, you lose a game because you can't shoot. And if you can't shoot, then what do you do? You keep shooting and hope that at some point the ball goes in. So, uh, you know, it was clear that Atlanta was the better team. Atlanta's the deeper team. You know, my brother sent me a text and said Dallas's second best player would probably be, you know, Atlanta's 10th best player. You know, it's like Luka, and then the next best 10 players are Hawks players, and then maybe you have Porzingis or Hardaway or whoever. I don't even know. So, you know, I, I said it before. I, I thought they were going to finish third in the East. You know, they're they're a deep team. They're talented. Um, they they can play any style of basketball you want to play, and they they didn't even have two of their guys, and they still just you know they they shot forty two percent from three, and they only attempted thirty five of them. You know they they out rebounded the Mavs. Um, I guess at some point, you know, I was reading Twitter and someone was saying, you know, how bad Pal rebound, you know, how Pal can't rebound, and they were like, well, the rebounds are tied. Well, it's like, no, that's not the point. You know, you, your rebounds are tied is because Luke is rebounding all the basketballs, but your guard can't be their best rebounder, and that's still how it is, you know, and it's just it's frustrating to watch because, you know, it's it's the same team as we've had for three years now. And I thought maybe something would be different with play style, but I, it, it's still, when they get out there on the court, it's still the same team. Um, they still have z- one playmaker, and your second best playmaker doesn't pass the ball. And so. It's like you've, your best playmaker passes the ball, but the other guys can't hit their shots. Well, your second best playmaker doesn't pass the ball, so nobody else is shooting but him. <laughs> and it's it's just a disaster. And then the guy who's supposed to be your second best player wants to be a post-up player, but he can't post up anybody because he's not good at it. And he, he needs to be coached on how to do it if he wants to do it. Dirk's going to have to come in and teach him how to post up because he's just not a post-up player. You know, he's he's a $30 million 3 and D guy. And until the Mavericks do something about it, I mean, this is who we are. Um, I, I still think they have the ability to finish third in the West um, because... One of the things is their division is very poor. You know, uh, they're not obviously going to play this poorly every night. They're going to hit a lot of shots. Um, you know, like I said, their next two games are against, you know, future sub-500 teams. And they just, at some point, though, they, they've got to figure out the offense. You know, the defense was good for a long time. Until I, I think the offense was so bad that they kind of just, it looked like they just gave up on defense. And 
you know it's you watch it and you're just like they they were defeated and so the defense basically didn't exist after that but i don't know i like i said i'd like to see more minutes for moses brown um i'd like to see some minutes from moses browns i guess i should say at some point they're gonna have to bench Powell. I, I know there was the story that said all four starters at said they wanted Powell to start. I don't know why, but he's not your best. He he's not a he's not a starting center. He's probably a third string center. You know he can play against other smalls. Like if you're gonna put, I don't know. He could play against benches. You know he like I said when watching the tr- the pick and roll with. You know Capella and Collins with Trey Young, and watching Dwight Powell trying to defend that was at, you know, it was just funny because it just didn't work. And one other thing I noticed was I, I thought we were getting rid of the uh, the fouls where you know the offensive player was initiating the contact, and you know I I saw that it lasted kind of through preseason, but you know we're three days into the season and. Trey Young got two foul calls where he jumped into the defender. And it's like, it's so annoying. It's not basketball. I was glad to see Luka didn't do it. You know, that's something Luka always did. Or, you know, he did it last year. And it was good to see him not do it. Um, I figured they wouldn't give him the call if he did do it. Um, I, I think it was pretty... You know the 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 officials were kind of swallowing the whistles for a really long time. Um, they let a lot of things go. Um, I don't, you know, it was just I didn't know what was worse, kind of the officiating or the the play by play or not the play by play, but the color commentating by Stan Van Gundy. I, I don't know if he's a worse color commentator or if he's a worse coach. You know, sometimes I wonder if they're watching the same basketball game. You know, when when Gorgie Jang uh, fouled Luca in the paint, uh, you know, they showed the replay, and Van Gundy was like, well, that was close. And I'm like, no, that was pretty obvious. You know, when you literally hit all arm, and maybe your pinky touches the ball, that doesn't mean it's close. That means you fouled him. And it's, you know, there was a lot of that. You know, and it's like... I think the monitors they give those guys are tiny, and they can't see. They're old guys. They can't see. So they're glancing at the same time as, you know, they're trying to commentate. So, you know, but obviously he's terrible at his job. But, you know, he keeps getting one. We keep recycling the same guys over and over. So um, other than that, you know, it was a, it was a bad loss, I thought. You know, I, I I didn't think they would win. Um, I I thought it would. I would hope. I was hoping it would be close. I didn't think they'd get blown out. But at the end of the day, if you're gonna live and die by the three, and you know, you shoot thirty percent, it is what it is. You know, and you know, I hope this is something they can look at it, practice on different ways of generating offense without shooting threes but the problem they're going to run into is you know playmaking and the lack of playmakers so uh you know 
luckily, like I said, luckily Thursday is uh, Toronto. Um, Toronto is not a good team. Um, I, I believe they lost their first game uh, yesterday. Um, let me see. It's uh, They played on Wednesday. They played... Uh, oh, the pop-ups would stop coming up. They played Washington, and the Raptors only scored 83 points, which is, in today's basketball, is very hard to do. Uh, their leading scorer scored 12. Scotty Barnes, who's a rookie, was their leading scorer. Van Fleet scored 12. Um, Siakam, I think, is still out. You know, they have Drogic, who some people believe that... Uh, if Ben Simmons does get trade, they're going to put Drogic in that trade, obviously, to match contracts. And then Siakam, as far as, you know, trying to match talent. Uh, honestly, if I were Toronto, I would do that trade. Um, as far as Philly goes, I, I don't know how much that helps Philly. But I guess having a guy like Drogic there, instead of not having somebody there at all, is better. But... Uh, and I'm not a fan of Pascal Siakam. I, I think he had his best year with Kawhi because he really had no pressure on him. It was, you know, he had Lowry and Kawhi there, and he was basically the third wheel, and he did fine um, in that spot. But then all of a sudden, he's got to be the best player, and he just, he's not, you know. And the Raptors just walloped them even you know the raptors shot 18 percent not the raptors the wizards shot 18 percent from three and still won the game um of course toronto shot 20 percent but uh and you know if you want to hear something funny you know as i'm recording this miami's beating milwaukee 105 to 69 at the end of the third quarter so i i know a lot of Mavs apologists are going to come out and say, you know, sometimes it's not your night. Look at what happened to the Bucks after beating Brooklyn. You know, they, they're they shooting 25% from three right now. Um, you know, Allen, Grayson Allen's 0 for 4. Connaughton's 0 for 3. Middleton's 1 for 6. Um, and they're just, they're just playing poorly right now, and they're going to lose this game. They're not coming back. That would be... A record so um as far as dallas goes i just i hope they can figure something out different by the end of the year and uh you know hopefully i don't have you know a lot of these type podcasts because you know usually i wait a day and i you know kind of wrap my head around it and you know, decide what I want to talk about and how I want to say it. But, you know, I, I decided to make it tonight because I'm, you know, I'm going out of town for the weekend. Um, I will still do a pod on Sunday though for the post game, of because uh, I will be able to watch. I'm still going to be in the market, so I will be able to watch the Mavs play on Saturday night. So I still will put to put together a pod on Sunday. But, uh, you know, I I'm kind of still angry. At just what I saw, the uh, not angry but annoyed, um, and so you know it is what it is. It would have been nice to come out with a win, but you know hopefully in a couple days we'll be two and one. Uh, 
And that game will be forgotten about. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and end it right there. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can at the Mavs Outsider. Um, if you could rate and review the podcast, follow me, thumbs up me, or whatever it is, five star me. That really helps with algorithms and stuff. So uh, if you could, that appreciate it. But uh, until next time, we'll see you later.